Please be seated. Thank you. We're going to move into a time of prayer this morning. Usually this is a job that uh, Franklin has, but uh, Franklin and family are under the weather with the respiratory stuff that's going around, so we'll certainly remember them as we pray this morning. I uh, wanted to do it a little different this morning because, you know, I like throwing things up, mixing it up a little bit. First uh, Thessalonians 5 tells us, rejoice, uh, this is verse 16, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So rejoicing always and pray continually. So praying continually is, is more dialogue. It's thinking of something that we're thankful for and praying for it. You know, you don't have to be on your knees every time. It's just a conversation that you start with the Lord. We have a whole bunch of shoeboxes over here that are going to go out, um, you know, starting tomorrow. Lord, we thank you for all the children that will be reached in and through the ministry of Operation Christmas Child. The lives that will be changed, the hope that they may receive, the love that will be shared in and through those. Giving thanks in all circumstances. I'm thankful that we have food on the table in the back for Thanksgiving lunch. If you didn't bring anything, that's okay. There's plenty of food and we, we will enjoy the meal together. Lord, I'm thankful for that. We ask you to bless that in Christ's name. I thank you for the, the 10 or 15 kids that are downstairs right now. They almost have more down there than up here. Lord, we thank you for the children that are down there. That they may see the hope and the hope and love of Jesus Christ in and through what they hear and talk about and sing about and, and the conversations that they have. Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. We have things that come up in our announcements in a few minutes about um, a Christmas tree lighting in our neighborhood that honors this year a man who was in this church for, I think, 50 years or more. Uh, Ron Meese is going to be honored this year. I know he was our treasurer for 40. And I'm thankful for the, for the witness that he gave to generations of people in the church. Not just relatives, but relatives as well. We thank you for his life. We thank you and we honor him. We honor Unc. Or, or Ron, as we knew him, right? We had a lot of names for him. But Lord, we thank you for people who show your love, not just day and day, but year after year after year. Rejoicing always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances.
I'm also thankful for our worship team that does a fantastic job week in and week out. Thank you, Lord, for that. So we have a lot of announcements coming up. I think I added four slides this morning. Uh, we did take away a few. It's not going to be 15 or 20 minutes, maybe, maybe four, five. But uh, we have a lot of things coming up. I mentioned earlier that we have uh, a potluck uh, immediately after church this morning. So we, uh, we certainly hope you'll stay for that, whether you brought food or not. Um, I know we brought a big pile of ham, and I already see some things out. And I know the oven and the crock pots are, are hard at work. Today's also the last day that we collect for the Christmas shoeboxes. If you, if you have some, <clears throat> but you forgot to bring them in today, you can drop them off directly at the Assembly of God Church in Plattsburgh tomorrow, or bring them here and we'll save them for next year, either one, okay? But we didn't, uh, didn't want to miss that opportunity. Um, also, uh, as we be begin to go into the Advent season uh, very shortly, next week actually, right? Um, we're going to decorate the church on Saturday and probably throughout the week as well. But um, if anybody is able to help decorate, <clears throat> I just ask you to see my wife, Debbie, um, after church and uh, just let her know so that we can kind of coordinate the time. And, um, but yeah, we hope to have this looking very festive here uh, by next Sunday. <clears throat> I mentioned um, on the 10th of December will be the Katyville Christmas tree lighting uh, and they're honoring Ron Meese this year. The event itself is from five to seven. Uh, we're actually one of the, the partner sponsors of the event. Um, it's the fire department, the fire department auxiliary, our church and the Catholic church um, coming together for this event. So we do need a, a few volunteers. Even if we could get you know, five or six, that would be great, um, just to help set up and, and do whatever needs to be done. Uh, that'll begin around three o'clock at the fire department. So if you're able to help, could you just let me know so I can get an idea, you know, the numbers that we may be able to help them with. Uh, so we appreciate that. We're also going to have all these announcements looping after, after service in case you need to get some of the details again. Um, <clears throat> so on the, uh, another thing coming up on the 18th of December, I know we're already talking about Christmas stuff, right? But we're going to do uh, an ornament exchange and probably either another potluck or sandwiches or something like that. So that's uh, something. We used to do a gift exchange, but it kind of got a little complicated, so we just thought maybe an ornament exchange will be uh, something neat to do. So uh, just bring like a wrapped ornament for that. So start, starting next week, we're going to be collecting toys for the Christmas Bureau. That will support children in Clinton County. So if you want to bring new unwrapped toys, um, we'll have a collection spot for those. So the, Christmas, the Operation Christmas Child, again, supports kids that are overseas, and then what we collect uh, for the Christmas Bureau will support kids locally. Um, the, the director of that program, um, I used to work with her um, in Plattsburgh, and it's an amazing undertaking, the, the amount of kids that they support every year, hundreds and hundreds of kids um, every year get you know, a pile of toys uh, where they wouldn't have them otherwise. And uh, a few other things that we have, we, we have a, a slide about a grief support group that meets at the church uh, once a month. Um, if anybody's interested in more information on that, you can see Judy about that. Judy, raise your hand. Just, yep. So Judy is leading that for us. Thank you. Uh, and then as always, we can't do what we do without your faithful contributions. Um, you can designate either a general or we also support overseas missionaries that you can uh, 
you can give towards as well. So three families that are supporting and, and working in overseas locations. I don't remember exactly where they are, but we're live streaming, so we couldn't say anyway. So um, that's, I think that's it for announcements. Did I miss any? No? Okay, good. <laughs> um, Nick is going to come and bring the scripture reading to us, and then Judy is going to come with her message. Good morning. I'm going to be reading Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, God is good, isn't he? God is good. I debated between sharing a couple of passages of scripture this morning. The first one, Jim read here for you a few minutes ago. The second one is what I'm going to be sharing from, from Psalm 103. And Warren asked me what the name of my sermon was. And I told him, do not forget. And he looked at me again and he said, what? I said, do not forget. He said, I'm not going to forget. Tell me what it is. No, that's what it is. Let's pray before we look at the scripture. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your goodness to us. You are so good. You have blessed us so richly. And help us this morning to just take a few moments in preparation for the rest of this week to count the blessings that you have poured out on us. Be with us in these moments, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. We want to consider our scripture this morning, Psalm 103, and this psalm is one that is near and dear to my heart, and you will hear me say a lot, and those who know me hear me say a lot, this is one of my favorites. Well, this is one of my favorites. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, of all the passages of scripture, that we have, this is probably the one that means the most to me because God used it to speak to my heart in probably the most difficult season of my life. I was a teenager when I finally gave my heart to the Lord, but I was a very troubled teenager. Um, maybe I didn't do outward things, but there was a lot of turmoil in my heart, and some of you can relate to that a lot of self-hatred, a lot of self-loathing, a lot of wondering, can God ever possibly love somebody like me? Can God forgive me? And one day, God took me to Psalm 103, and that has become my lifeline. It reminds me over and over and over again of God's wonderful and amazing love. In fact, when Jim got a hold of me just a couple of days ago to ask me to share, 
I started reading and searching and researching and doing some more study, and I saw something in here in this passage of scripture that I had not seen before. And this is what I wanna share with you. Nick, and thank you for reading, Nick. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. And I believe it's the King James that says, bless the Lord, O my soul. That's what I memorized it out of. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. But praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And as I began reading and studying the other night, I realized David is giving himself a challenge as he wrote this. We do not know the background of the scripture. Some of the scriptures that he wrote, some of the Psalms he wrote, we know the backgrounds for. This one we don't, but it seems like he's challenging himself. You know, whatever happens in life, don't forget what God has done for you. Now we tend to be a forgetful people, don't we? Maybe it's just me, but the other day I told my husband I was gonna go into Plattsburgh and do some shopping and I got out a piece of paper and a pen and I made my list so that I would not forget what I needed. And guess what? I got into Plattsburgh and I'm searching my pockets and I'm searching my pockets and there's no list. I hear some of you say, I've done that. We are a forgetful people, aren't we? And it's one thing to forget a grocery list. It's another thing to forget what God has done for us. And David is here saying, you know what, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget what he's done for you. How many times had David sinned and had to go back and ask God for forgiveness? And what happened? Every time that David sinned and asked for forgiveness, God forgave him. Isn't that wonderful? Every time David needed a special touch from the Lord, God granted that touch. God helped him. He redeemed him from the pit. He brought him out of those dark places forever and ever and ever, over and over again. God took care of him. And David is saying here, I'm going to praise the Lord. And I'm not going to forget. I don't want to forget what God has done for me. You know, we have been through probably the most difficult two or three years that I can remember with the COVID pandemic and separation from family and friends and all the different things that we have been through. And yet through the midst of that, what can we say? God has taken care of us, hasn't he? Some of you have battled COVID and you have enjoyed the blessing of healing that you, he has brought. Some of you have struggled with separation from family and friends. We've got great-grandchildren that were born last year that we have not been able to see yet because of the pandemic. Life can be hard, can't it? And life is hard at times. 
But what do we have here before us? God is good. God is good. And provides over and over and over again. He goes on to talk about you who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God is the one who can satisfy the deep down longings and desires of our hearts. We're going to have a meal afterwards, and I know there's going to be plenty of really good food that's going to satisfy us. We're probably going to want to go home and take a nap afterwards. It satisfies. But you know what? In a few hours, we'll be hungry again. Or at least some of you will be hungry again. But God satisfies those longings, those cravings that nothing else can. I've been counseling a young lady, while she's not really young, she's younger than I am, let's put it that way, who has been searching for love, and searching for love in all of the wrong places, going from one man to another man to another man to another man, finding no satisfaction. And David is saying here, I have a God who satisfies my every desire. I have a God who takes care of me who provides for me. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? But he goes on to talk here about the Lord working righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. There's a lot of oppressed people in this world. There's a lot of people going through very difficult times. My husband had the news on the other night, and they were talking about all the homeless veterans in Los Angeles, people who fought for this country, people who gave a good part of their lives for this country, who are homeless, who are oppressed, who are struggling. But you know what David says? God knows the needs of the oppressed, and he takes care of the oppressed. He also says, and God made his ways known to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. If you would take some time to go back over the history of the Old Testament, you would see over and over how God took care of his people. And you know something? God is still taking care of his people. Moment by moment, day by day, providing for his people. But David is saying, not only do I not want to forget what God has done for me, I don't want to forget the God that I serve. When we think of the God of the Old Testament, what do we think of? We think of a very stern, harsh God, punishing sin. But that's not the picture that David gives to us, is it? (coughs) The following verses here. Verse 8, the Lord is what? The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. 
This is a picture of God that David had in his mind. God wasn't a cruel God who just struck out at people for no reason. He says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. What a picture. What a picture. What a wonderful picture. Wow. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever, nor does he treat us as our sins deserve. You know what? We would be in big trouble if God treated us the way our sins deserve. If he treated us the way our sins deserve, none of us could stand before him. But he is good. He is loving. He is gracious. Verse 11. <coughs> for as the heavens, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the heavens are above the earth. How high is that? How high is that? Can we measure it? We can't measure it, can we? We can't measure how high the heavens are above the earth. They go up and up and up and up. That's how great his love is for us. That's how great his love is for us. And as far as the east is from the west, how far is the east from the west? <coughs> how far do we have to go before the east meets the west? We can keep on going and going and going and going. That's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. I like Corrie ten Boom's picture in one of her books. God takes our sins and casts them into the depth of the sea. And then he puts up a sign, this is no fishing allowed. I like that. When God forgives... He not only forgives, he forgets to remember it no more. And he doesn't want us to remember it anymore either, does he? He wants us to let go of it and to move on. What a picture of his love and his forgiveness. We cannot measure it, can we? We cannot measure the greatness of his love for us. We cannot measure how far he takes our sins from us. Some of you need to hear this this morning. Some of you are still struggling under a weight of guilt. Some of you are still struggling under a burden of unconfessed sins. Some of you are still struggling under that weight of guilt. And you know what? This morning you can be free. God is saying to you this morning, I love you. I want to forgive your sins, but you need to bring them to me. You need to confess them to me. You need to let me forgive them. And what happens when you finally do? Oh my goodness. 
I remember that day when I went to the altar at the Wesleyan Bible Camp in West JC. When I went to that altar and I laid my sins at that altar and I walked away from there, it was like my feet weren't even touching the ground. I felt so light. The weight was gone. The burden was gone. Just like a load lifted from my shoulders. That's what God has done for us. That's what God will do for you. Can you imagine Psalm 32 and Psalm 51 are psalms that David wrote when he had sinned against the Lord, when Nathan the prophet addressed his sin. He brought it to the Lord. And the Lord lifted, lifted the weight of that sin. And oh, the joy, oh, the freedom, oh, the freedom. We have a God who loves us enough to forgive us. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that good news? We have a God who loves us enough to forgive us. Wow. But I'm gonna say something here this morning. In all my years of ministry, and it's been over 30 years, one of the things that I have had to do more often than I care to admit is to admit that I have counseled people who just say, well, I know God has forgiven me, but I can't forgive myself. And I wanna say this morning, if you could forgive yourself, Jesus would not have needed to die on the cross. But Jesus died on that cross because we could not forgive ourselves, because we could not do anything about our sin, because we could not. Jesus died on that cross for you, for you, for you, for me, so that our sins could be forgiven. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And the psalmist goes on here and talks about, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Wow. I watched as some of you came in this morning, and I watched all those little children, and what a blessing. I saw some of them run over to Jim and give Jim a big hug. Um, as fathers, you have compassion on your children. You know them, you understand them, you care for them, you tenderly meet their needs. There's something wrong with a father that doesn't, right? But I have seen the way you are with your children. Isn't that beautiful? But as the father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on us. He knows us, he knows our frame, he knows how we are made. He knows exactly what we need when we need it. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? God is good. God is so good. He knows as our days are like grass, flourishes like the flower of the field, the wind blows over and is gone, and its place remembers it no more. He knows we are feeble and frail. But he has compassion on us. But look at 17. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. From everlasting to everlasting. How long is that? How long is that? 
His love for us is forever, isn't it? It's not going to last only a short time. His love for us, his love for you, is from everlasting to everlasting. He's never going to stop loving you. Isn't that wonderful? Have you ever had people in your life who stopped loving you for one reason or another? Mm -hmm. Because our love is finite. We cannot. We're human. But God, God is God. He loves us from everlasting to everlasting. And he has a special love for those who keep his covenant, who follow his commands, who walk in his ways. God is good, isn't he? God is good. And David concludes with a challenge. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly host, you, who ser you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And somewhere, a couple places I've read where this is a, an envelope psalm. It ends as it begins with praise the Lord. But he's encouraging not only his soul to give praise to God, not only his inner being to give praise to God for all he has done, but for all creation to give praise to God. For all creation, for the angels, for his mighty ones, for all his heavenly hosts, for everything that he has created to give praise to God. And the challenge here, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back for their closing hymn, but I'm going to give the challenge this morning. In a few days, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. And it's a good time to get together with family and friends and to enjoy a lot of good food. But in the midst of our celebrating, let's not forget the Lord. Let's not forget all that he has done for us. And like I said, we can be a forgetful people. You know what? It's one thing for me to forget my grocery list at home. It's another thing to forget God's love for me. And the challenge is over the next few days, let's take the time to remember, to be grateful, to be thankful, and to let it show. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, for the challenge here this morning. You know us, Heavenly Father, and you know exactly what we need. And Lord, we just pray that your word has spoken to hearts this morning. If there are those who are still living under a burden of sin, that this morning that they would find forgiveness at the foot of the cross, that they would find forgiveness and healing and restoration and a lifting of that burden at the foot of the cross. David did not know about Jesus. He did not know about the cross, but he knew you loved him. He knew you loved him and had compassion on him. He rejoiced in your love and in your forgiveness. Help us to do the same. Help us to do the same. Be with us now in these closing moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.